0: every week it's my goal to share a story of someone's journey through their life and financial vineyard we take you from their roots to the journey of their vines and the influences in the air that have helped craft their delicious lives like wine life and finances have different palettes that should be celebrated and not judged welcome to this edition of wine and dine with amy irvine today we are going to be talking about a topic that many people don't enjoy talking about and that's disability there's no guest today but i'm going to walk you through various things to be thinking about when you actually have a disability happen but before we get into that i want to talk about a good wine that i think might be enjoyed while you listen to this podcast because of course it's wine and dime, and we might as well have a little bit of fun while we're talking about topics like this A friend of mine recently gave me a Cab Franc, knowing that that's one of my favorites, from Domaine Le And And um, they're all from Cuca Lake. Um, this happens to be their Barrel Select Cab Franc. Extremely smooth. Um, definitely has some butteriness to it. If you are a Cab Franc lover or you've never heard of Cab Franc, give them a shout. uh, Give them a try. See if you like what they are producing. We've enjoyed it very much. And again, it's, you know, maybe not for everybody, but uh, I think might go nicely with this particular topic. Okay, on to the dime part of today's podcast when we think about disability again not a fun particularly fun topic to be thinking about nobody wants to become disabled but it does happen in fact um One in four of today's 20-year-old will become disabled before retiring. That's a pretty stifling number. You think of that, one in four. 12% of population is actually considered disabled at this point in time. And typically, a 34-year-old female, non-smoker, healthy weight, healthy lifestyle, still has a 24% chance of becoming disabled. 38% of those will have a disability that lasts five years or more. For men, it's a 21% chance. And approximately 13 percent of the population doesn't make it to age 65. now let's compare that to something like uh, a house burning down only one percent actually happens yet more people carry homeowners insurance or renters insurance and and don't carry any kind of disability or for that fact life insurance so we're going to dig into some of those um details behind disability And disability insurance. Now, you can self fund this. If you have a large enough emergency fund or savings account, you can self fund this, or you can do what's called transfer. And that's when we talk about insurance a lot or any kind of protection products at all. That's really what we're looking at. Do you want to self fund this particular situation that might happen in your life, this risk that might happen in your life? Or do you want to transfer the risk to a bigger company that has multiple resources that can provide you with the financial wherewithal should something negative happen to you? And in our case, um, most of the time, if you're early on in your career, you want to transfer that risk because you haven't had the opportunity to actually save enough money to self-fund. And as you get closer to retirement, it's possible then at that point in time, you certainly could could self-fund. So, what is, when we think about, um, disability, what are the chances in, and what is the risk associated with a disability? Well, as I mentioned, you know, there's a one in four chance that somebody in their 20s right now could, be diagnosed with a disability and it could last, um, you know, a significant amount of time. Well, what do you need to be looking at to determine what it is that you should have for disability? You need to look at your emergency fund. You need to look and see if you do have any insurance for, you know, that kind of coverage. And maybe it's through your employer that you have it. And your employer might even offer an upgrade, as we call it, for disability insurance at a very reasonable price. So we always, you know, mention to folks, look at what your employer offers to you before you go out and purchase any kind of insurance outside of that. And sometimes if we know you're going to be making a job change or if you're transient in nature anyways, we'll suggest that you do, uh, do have some kind of insurance outside of your employer for that particular reason. But the first step is to look and see if you're even covered. And if you're spending your insurance dollars effectively, those are the top two things that we always want to look at when we're determining whether or not you are at risk for your assets um, being spent down quickly should should you have a disability happen to you. Um so let's dig into some of that. What are some of the things that you would need if you think about it from a immediate disability? Well, of course, how long is the disability going to last? I mean, that's something that we would should be looking at. And do you have enough emergency funds for for that to tell if it's a short-term disability and you have short-term disability insurance? okay, then you might be covered for your expenses and not have a big big problem. But what if that short-term disability turns into long-term disability? What kind of coverage do you have then? And what kind of expenses do you actually have? What's your debt? What's your student loans? What's your car um, payments? What's your mortgage payment? What's your living expenses? What kind of income would you need to come up with? We actually have a worksheet which we'll provide in the show notes, a link to it um, that will actually provide you with a list of things that you should be thinking about and one of the first things that we have people sit down and do is, um, kind of build through a crisis management budget. So currently how much money do you take home and what could you, if you had to, what could you actually get rid of? If you had an emergency disability, what are some of the things that you're spending money on that are more of a want than a need? And so compare that to, um, I guess, you know, how long would the budget go if if you didn't if if you were able to have the same take home pay like in a short term disability situation? And then what could you actually eliminate and how low could you take that budget if it looked like it was going to be a longer term? So when we, when you start looking and thinking about, well, how low could that budget go, you have to take first into consideration anything that you have very limited flexibility on, like mortgage, rent, homeowners insurance, real estate taxes, any HOA fees, that kind of thing. Then on the bills and utilities, things like gas, electric, any kind of maintenance, things like uh, trash or Uh, furnace, air conditioner, any of those kinds of things, looking at transportation costs such as car payments, gas, auto insurance, maintenance fees, licensing fees. Those are things that you probably don't have a lot of flexibility on. But other things like dining out, you probably have a great deal of flexibility. So you might be able to reduce or eliminate those, uh, although that may increase your grocery bill. So we have to take that into consideration. Uh, It's not generally a wash, however. Other things that would be pretty important if you were uh, needing to go down to a minimum budget would be looking at your health insurance and if you have life insurance, what's the cost of that, as well as would you need to continue making disability insurance payments or umbrella insurance payments or any other you know kind of homeowners or auto insurance pay- payments. If you have children, we need to be thinking about, you know, what would the child care costs be? What would their activities be? What would their school costs be? What would any child support costs be any any children related expenses? Would you need to reduce any of those? Or do you want to try to keep those at a at the same level? And then if, again, I already mentioned this, but like student loan payments or any kind of tuition expenses you might have, those are other things. And then, of course, taxes are something that we'd have to take into consideration. And don't forget living expenses. This is where you might have a little bit of flexibility on things. Um, You need to list out like your cell phone and your internet and your personal care and lawn care and potentially housekeeping. If you were going to be disabled, would you be able to, to do that or would you need to bump that expense up? There are lots of things, and we'll we'll send you this um, worksheet again, as I mentioned in the show notes, so you can kind of walk through what would your need be if something ever happened to you, meaning you became disabled. And then what other goals do you need to be thinking about funding, w- even if you did become disabled? Like, are there college goals that you need to fund? Is there retirement goals that you need to fund? What are the overall goals that you need to continue funding, even if you do have a disa- disability happen? And f- what is your period of time for being able to, to save, um, you know, for, the, for those kinds of things happening? Um, then you need to be thinking about, well, what does what does it look like um, you know, with regards to um, actually thinking about what t- forms of disability or what kind of disability coverage you might actually have? Disability has a couple of different definitions. And as I mentioned, it's, it's more likely to occur than actually some kind of catastrophe to your house. Looking at, the, um, looking at the definitions of different kinds of insurance policies out there, and this is something that you really should talk to your if, – if you have disability insurance through your employer, you need to look at what the coverage actually would be. Is it 50% and do they pay for it? And if that's the case, then it's not truly 50% because what they're saying is we'll give you 50% of your income, but because we pay for it while you're working – you have to pay taxes on that money um, if you ever ha- file a claim. So the 50% really ends up being closer to 40 or even 37% of what you actually would have. And that's that's a pretty tough uh, call to, unless you have an, a, a very large emergency fund or you're closer to retirement, living off from 37 to 40% of your income right now is going to be a, probably a bit of a challenge. And then thinking about the definition of disability, there's own occupation, uh, disability and that, that your plan will cover, um, own occupation really says that if, if you become disabled, then the benefit that we will give you, um, the disability benefit that you will get is even if you're, so basically allows you to claim disability. If you have own occupation definition, it allows you to claim disability insurance, even if you can earn some money. Doing something else. Um, so let's say that you become disabled and you can't do the job that you previously did, then, but you could do some, you, that is permitted. They'll still continue to help you um, with the difference between what you have for your own, like your previous own occupation versus the new occupation that you that you would be able to earn on. And then there's any occupation, right? So um, any occupation says, we'll pay you disability insurance uh, for when you are unable to work any job suitable based on education, experience, and age. So if you're capable of working, even if it's a lower paying job, then the disability insurance would not pay, right? So own occupation says that you have you can work in some other field, even if it's less, and they'll give you some disability insurance. Any occupation says if you can do any job, we are not going to pay you the disability insurance. That's a big deal, and it's important to know the difference between the two when you're looking at the policies, Okay, so knowing that information is really important, and then also, um, again, you know, knowing what the coverage period is—is is it just ninety days that it will cover, or do you have a what they call elimination period? So for the first ninety days, the disability plan wouldn't cover, and then after that, it would kick in for so many weeks, and then. Would it end after so many years or would it go until you're eligible for Social Security benefits? So the longevity of the policy is pretty important, too. And knowing um, when it will coordinate with other benefits such as Social Security disabilities, that's that's pretty important information to know when you're looking at the disability coverage that you have. Uh, Again, it's, you have to be thinking about not just will your bills be paid, but what about insurance coverage and how, how your bills would be covered under different insurance plans in addition to the disability, because often, you know, we don't know a disability is coming, And planning for those things in advance to sort of have an idea of what you would implement if you became disabled or if somebody in your family became disabled. You would want to know how you're going to actually pay for the medical expenses along with your other expenses that I already already mentioned. Um, and, And then also making sure that you are thinking about, you know, continuing to save for those other goals, as I already mentioned. Disability is one of those things that. You may also through your employer have like sick days and vacation days before short-term disability kicks in, but working out the, a plan to know, you know, worst case scenario, I become disabled tomorrow. What does it look like for me? Do I have those sick days? Do I have those vacation days? Uh, is there a short-term disability plan? Is there a long-term disability plan? What would I, what would my, um, contingency budget look like if I became disabled? Having all of those things outlined is what we we think is really important in the risk management side of things. Making sure that you work through those numbers and that you understand what options you have available through either your employer or with outside um, coverage. Disability insurance is one of those things that's not inexpensive if you are buying it outside of your employer. Uh, But again, often, you know, and it's often something that's not looked at when you're changing jobs. That's something that we really have people dive deep into. If they're going to make a job change from one company to another, we want them to look at not just the salary that they're getting, but also things like disability insurance to make sure that they have good coverage, especially if they don't have anything outside of their current employer. And if they have any kind of uh, medical, um, you know, I would say medical reason as to why they might not get disability insurance outside of their employer. There could be some underwriting issue or some long-term health-related issues that will make it difficult for them to get disability insurance. For example, if you have diabetes, it's going to be very challenging for you to get disability insurance with an outside provider. So having something through your employer or your association that you belong to is pretty important and a big benefit to you above other other people. So we I, I know this um, is it wasn't exactly an exciting podcast. Hopefully you uh, were able to learn a little bit. And again, we will put some documentation in the show notes that helps you wor- work through a crisis budget, looking at disability coverage needs, looking at potential solutions that might be advantage uh, available to you some disabilities or uh, excuse me, some advantages and, and disadvantages that you might consider Should a a situation happen to you, like for example, um, you may be able to increase your work coverage, uh, but you know, again, we would want to look at it to see is it, is that the right thing to do, or should you purchase something outside? We can look at things like, you know, preparing a budget that's what I call contingency budget or crisis management budget. We can look at things like putting disability mortgage insurance uh, in place. Uh, If you are somebody who's refinancing your mortgage right now because of low interest rates, that might be something that you could even look into uh, is to add mortgage insurance, disability and death uh, to see if that might make sense. So life insurance and disability insurance on the mortgage, often those go away at certain ages with the financial institutions. So you do have to look to see if you're eligible, but that could be something if you, um, if you want to make sure your mortgage gets paid off again, we'll want to look and see if that makes sense over buying an outside policy, but it's, it's an option that might be available to you. Those are just a few ideas, but we'll share those for you, uh, or with you, I should say, in the show notes. And if you, uh, if you have some other questions, we are are, are doing some additional in podcast, additional podcasts on uh, life insurance next week and then out on our blogs we've done some uh, terminology and some provided some information around these topics this month. I know you know it's not fun to listen to this or it's not exciting to talk about this but we want to make sure that your hard work and savings is protected and putting in a place some sort of disability plan is very important in doing that. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like what you hear, please hop on over and rate our show. We'd love to to know any questions that you might have. And if you have specific questions about personal protection uh, plans, then please make sure that you send them to at info at rooted planning, rootedpg.com. That's info at rootedpg.com. We'd love to know what questions you have around disability, life insurance, long-term care, any of those protections that we try to put in place to protect the assets that you have worked so hard to save. Thank you so much, and we hope you enjoy your day. And that will about do it for today's episode of Line and Dime. You can contact Amy through the website, www.rootedpg.com or amy at rootedpg.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram, at Rooted PG for their latest news. And if you have any questions, comments, or topics you would like to hear about, feel free to let us know. And don't forget to rate and subscribe the show wherever you get your podcasts. And again, thank you for listening, and be sure to tune in next time.